Welcome back to the TNT B&B podcast. These episodes will involve two longtime friends watching a movie and then discussing it at length. So sit back, mix a drink, because you know we'll be drinking. And listener beware, we'll be spoiling the shit out of the movie we watched. Here we go again. We are back. And there's just two of us, just not the two you're expecting. Not at all. But you will recognize this guy's voice. Yeah, I do the yearly review once a month with these guys. We're doing a little uh, special pod. I convinced uh, him to do we're do the Harry Potter series over time because he's never seen it in full, and I, I'm a huge fan. So. Yep, man. The asshole gone is best time to do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> no food ordering during the pod here. <laughs> That's right. We're uh, drinking McMaster's, as usual. Diet Pepsi. I've got the Grizzly Mint. You know, I'm quitting soon. <laughs> as, as I know I lied are. about a week ago. I'm like, I'm going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're doing the uh, Harry Potter series. They're doing the first one here, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Came out in 2001. So I was 13. You were what? 16? Almost, depending on when it came out that year. You would have been 16 or 17. Uh, it was six. It came out. It had to come out in the summer, so I would have been 17. I feel like it might have been a Christmas almost release. Maybe, but... Did I write it down? Maybe. But anyways, uh, I'll give the quick rundown of the numbers here. Tomato meter, 81. Audience, 82%. IMDb is 7.6. Metascore, 64. It's directed by Chris Columbus unfortunate name <laughs> yeah based on the novels by jk rowling and the adapted screenplay by steve cloves clovis i know she had a lot of input on yeah because there's a lot of stuff maybe not in this one as much i mean there's is some but there's especially two three and four like stuff that just like has to be in the movie right um even if it doesn't seem important budget was 125 million u.s 318 thousand or hey through an eighteen million eighty seven thousand six hundred twenty dollars worldwide one billion six million nine hundred and sixty eight thousand one hundred and seventy one dollars god damn the first one broke a billion yep worldwide in fact it made almost seven hundred million internationally from us which probably a lot was britain or in europe and stuff but yeah china probably imagine. did pretty well i'd imagine but i don't know if the market in china was open like, as much as it is now. True. I feel like, I'm not sure if they all made a billion. I know the last know couple. The last four. The last and, two or three are in the top, like, 20 grossing movies, yeah, I feel like. for sure. Even to present day. Um, Starring, it's kind of, I mean, there's a lot of people. Not really, I guess, as the series goes on, there's more and more. But uh, Daniel Radcliffe is Harry. Rupert Grint is Ron. Emma Watson is Hermione Granger. Uh, Sir Richard Harris is Albus Dumbledore. Maggie Smith is Professor McGonagall. Alan Rickman, R.I.P., is uh, Severus Snape. It's got like Warwick Davis, John Hurt. John Cleese. John Cleese is a <laughs> cameo, for essentially. 30 seconds. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's just... Uh, and of all the series between Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, I know Star Wars is just films, but like, it probably is my favorite story of all time. Like, as far as just fantasy, 
Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I mean, there's I, also I'm, Marvel and comic stuff, which is also awesome. I mean, they're all awesome. But. And I, I'm just gonna be upfront. I've seen four. Yeah, you've seen through Goblet. You said haven't read a page of the books. And I've read all seven. I grew, I grew up with Harry. Essentially, I was eleven ish <laughs> when I read the first one, and I. I didn't even put that together. It was his 11th birthday when he gets the note and shit. And I was 19 (laughs) when Deathly Hallows book dropped. That was going into my sophomore year of college. I read that. I read it because I didn't want spoilers because YouTube was already a pretty big thing growing in 07. At that point, yeah. And I just, I think I read those 800-something pages in like two days, two and a half days. I just, I I worked because I worked nights at the time. I just read through. I when I was awake, I was reading. Like I, I understand that they're long, but they're pretty easy reads, right? Yeah, they're like, not. There's not anything that's. I mean, outside of learning the worlds, which isn't right. difficult. It's not like like I'm reading Dune right now because the movie's coming out in a couple months. Yeah, it's hard to read Dune because it's so much like it's dense, foreign shit, and just like words you don't understand. And I know like Harry Potter, there's muggles and different things, but like. You know what they mean by wizard and witch. You know what they mean by potions. And, like, there's things that make sense. Right. Most things make sense. And they were written originally kind of for the younger kids. I'm not young, young kids, but kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was I doing, mean, you know. Uh, there is a bit of hand-holding in this movie. I And I don't know if it was that way in the book, but it's well, clear that it was made for, yeah, like, I, I think until about book three to four, it's four is when it really actually turns a little bit like quote unquote dark. Right. And actually five and six is when it's like, oh, this actually is getting like, like, I don't think the movies could ever been rated R, but like the seven book, there's some, it's like a borderline. There's things that are borderline. Yeah. Like there's like murders happening and shit. Like, (laughs) right. So I, I mean, this is fucking Harry Potter, so I don't think we need to go beat by beat through it. You're, no. And we're going mean, to spoil the shit want. out of it. Yeah, but, yeah. I've, I mean... Most people, I mean, mm-hmm. you're 36, right? Yeah. Most people our age have either read through or seen through or both. For sure. You're actually one of the few. <laughs> Though you also know <laughs> I, yeah, more or less what happens. I so do. I'm not spoiling, like, much for you. It's just right. kind of the how-to. And so, I don't... I might not spoil everything because there is some fun in the how-to of like how did they get to that, you know? Like, so I think we. I mean, the the thing that I enjoy about these movies, especially this one, is the world building that they do. With, yeah. Like, I mean, even Quidditch. Granted, it looked fucking stupid. Oh, it looked really bad. But the game itself was, I think, pretty kind of cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's. There's some elements of like it's like soccer. It's almost like soccer, basketball, rugby kind of. Yeah, and there's fucking... three different balls floating around. There's a quaffle, which is score. There's the uh, what are those things called? The beaters hit the. I can't remember what they're called. Bludgers. That's to like attack people and defensive. Yeah. And then there's and the snitch, snitch, which ends the game, which is curious because like, it comes up I think in book four once where. When they go to the Quidditch World Cup, one of the guys catches the snitch, even though they're down by like 180 points or something, because they knew they weren't going to win. So just kind of to save face, he just catches it. He knows they're fucked. 
So like at Hogwarts, for instance, it's not like a standing system where they're like, hey, we're three and oh, you know. It's like more like a point system, kind of like run dif- well, kind of like said, scoring like, differential in, in the World Cup. You know, you'll see in group stage like they're plus four, and this team's plus two, so plus four advances. Okay. So but like, I, I, I if was you can save face and that... get close in points, you could be down by 160 and catch it. And yeah, you lost that match, but you actually only minus 10 in points. Okay, but I thought they said in this one that you catch the snitch, the, the game, game is over. over doesn't mean you win though. Oh, okay. So if you're done, it's worth right. 150 points. So if you're done by 200 and you catch it, you lose by 50. But gotcha. maybe that's better off because if your team is just terrible, you yeah. might as well save face and just lose by 50. That's fair. So that happens in the Quidditch World Cup in book four. Now, with Victor Crumb, which you don't really, I mean, you might remember I the remember scores. Him he's, from... yeah, he's one of the Triwizard champions. Yeah. Now, I mean, they portray Hagrid to be a giant in the movie. How big do they ever say how he big is he actually is? He is part giant. So his mom's a giant. His dad was a muggle. I don't know how the uh, fuck that worked. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other discussion. Hagrid is smaller than a normal giant, bigger than a normal person. So, like, I'd imagine he's about eight or nine feet tall. Okay. Maybe ten even. So, like, when, the, when they're going through, before they go to the Leaky Cauldron in London and he's just walking... I'm surprised people aren't just fucking gawking at him. Right. Because there's a scene where he goes, what are you looking at? Like, before he gets on the train, Harry gets on the train. I don't know if you even caught yeah, that. Yeah, I did. So, like, there is a scene where Harry, in the book at least, is like, he notices people on the, because they ride like a train at one point to get to wherever they're going, and he's like, people are gawking at him. Right. Because he's bigger, he's bigger than a normal person. But even that, like, not only that, but when they went into that bar, or whatever, where yeah, you the said cauldron. Yep. nobody can, muggles can't see it? Yeah, so... So does it look like they can see Harry and Hagrid at that point, correct? I'm not 100% there's protections over it, whereas like they just kind of disappear and maybe somebody thinks they saw something. And that was the whole thing with the nine and three quarters That's kind of the same the thing. I think it's like, protected by charms, which is another thing that charms is. is it's like you can set protective things, shields kind okay. of. Okay. So maybe like like Hogwarts in the book they mention there's protective charms at Hogwarts. So if a muggle came up to that area, because it's in the mountains and shit, but if for some reason you were near there, that you, was that was another. Question. You would get like you would get like a feeling you had to be somewhere else. Like it's it's like something you, like I need to get away from this place. Yeah, it's like it's, so Hogwarts. People can't see it. Normal people can't see Hogwarts. Is, Right, but it's on. I, I always thought it was like a multiverse thing where they go through whatever nine and three quarters or into the fucking bar, yeah, and they they're on a different plane. Or I don't think quite. It's. I mean, I guess it's if you. It's not wrong. I guess it's more like the Leaky Cauldron. Like if it's like in a London alley. You'll see that as a person, and maybe it might be nothing, or maybe it's just something you don't want to go in. They just enchanted to the fact that you just only stay wizards, away. Like, in fact, in the book, Harry says when he or thinks when he because a lot of you know how books are. It's usually a lot of his thinking. So sometimes right. they have to portray. They might say things in the movie they don't really say in the book, just to help the audience. Right, right. And he has a he even thinks in the book like. Harry had a feeling that like 
him and Hagrid were the only two that could see this place. Like, you do, they don't explicitly say it, but they kind of do. And then, like, Diagon Alley, obviously, that's only magic people. Right. But the Hogwarts Express, there is a backstory. They don't really explain in the books, but I've heard it on some podcast once. Nerd alert over here. Uh, <laughs> that the Hogwarts Express, the train was stolen by wizards from muggles. And they just, like, modified their memories where they all kind of were like, what? They didn't know what happened. But basically, they stole a train to help get them to school every year. That, yeah, it's ridiculous, that, but it's funny at the same time. Like, So there isn't a fucking implicit explanation as to why, like, Harry runs through Platform 9 and 3 quarters. And There's not, like, a science it. to it. No, it's not. I think it's more just well, like not, not only even just science, but only just... this the gifted because I've even always wondered like Hermione's a Muggleborn. How was she specifically chosen? Are they scouting people in schools like it, from it afar? It might be like Metaclorians or something. That's shit. kind of what I was saying. They, they don't ever explicitly say like there's something in these people, right? But like Harry, for instance, his parents or well, his dad was a full wizard, his mom was a Muggle. His mom is Petunia's that, sister. That's right. Petunia's uh, yeah. a muggle. I forgot how that connection was so until Petunia's we watched a muggle. it again. That's why she's like my sister, that freak. Yeah. And I have something to say further on that later. We can get into that later. I, I, have, I have a list. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, they. I actually was thinking of that when we were watching it. You mentioned the midichlorians. Where it's like there's not really something to measure why these people are the way they are. It's just something maybe, I don't know if it's a feeling or what it is, but Hermione is from a... Her parents are both dentists in the book. They don't really go into their backstories, but like you know her parents are both yeah, dentist I, muggles. I haven't gotten to that point in the movies, but I do know that her parents were muggles. Yep. But other than that. But like how was she? They never really, I mean, I'm sure she has an answer. If I'm sure, I mean, if she's gone on different things, she has her own site. It's called like Pottermore, I think, where there's like, it's like a thing where she basically has a full wizarding. It's like a it's like a Harry Potter Wikipedia. I'm, I'm there's probably a like a Harry Potter wiki or whatever. Yeah, it's like one of those where it's like she. It's, but it's actually, actually from done her, by her, like her sources of like she has histories on things that you wouldn't even think of, like like I said um, that thing with the train where it's like they stole it from Muggles. That was part of her backstory. <laughs> it's not in the books. But right. It's her like further backstory stuff, which is kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, God damn it, there was another. So the Weasleys, they're just fucking dirt poor fucking. Yeah, so Ron's dad, book two, you meet his dad. You met the mom briefly in book one. I remember. Because they works, use, like, the chimney fucking... Yeah, the flu powder. Yeah. yeah. He works for the ministry in the misuse of muddle, muggle artifacts office. But he's he's got a big family. Like, there's seven kids or six kids. Hold on. There's the twins. There's... There's the twins, Percy, Ginny, Ron, and the two older brothers, Bill and Charlie. Do you ever meet them? Yes. Because they mention like he's working with dragons or something. I don't some think you see Charlie really ever in the movies. Bill is a bigger part later. Okay. He works for Gringotts, the bank that you saw. And Charlie works for Dragon or something. But anyways, Romania or whatever. Yeah, and Bill you see Bill in book definitely he's definitely in number seven. In fact it's play he's played by um 
Brennan Brennan Gleason's son. Don Hall. Yeah, Don Hall Gleason plays okay. him. And Brennan Gleason's that's... also in the series. Oh yes, he plays Mad Eye Moody. Yeah, that's right. That was Goblet. Right? Yeah, where he was. He's like being imposter. It's yes. not really him, but he's actually <clears throat> himself in book five and book seven. And I didn't want to go too far into the other books or movies, but every single Defense of the Dark Arts teacher turns out to be an asshole. They're not all ass. Lupin's nice. No, not an asshole, but fucking... They don't last. Yeah. There's a reason for that, and I oh, is I, really? I wrote it down okay. to discuss. Um, I guess we can just go there if you want. So, in The Half-Blood Prince, which I told you earlier, not on here, but is my favorite book mm-hmm. of the series. The movie's... Okay, it's fine. It's just it's disappointing because they changed some stuff. But going through, do you remember in book four, the goblet in the goblet of fire when it Dumbledore has that thing called the pensive? It's like a basin with like liquid in it in his office. Harry falls into it in his office once when he's like there on his own. While he's waiting for Dumbledore for something. Uh, and he vaguely. sees memories. That's where you see like David Tennant's character as a younger man and okay. stuff. Do you remember yeah. David Tennant uh, being? Yeah, yeah he was, I he's mean, the bad guy. I remember him from Azkaban. No, he's in four. He's in Goblet. I thought he was. No, three is uh, Timothy Spall. He plays Peter Pettigrew. I remember that, but I thought. David Tennant's in four. Okay. In fact, that, they, was that they, when they flash back to like his trial or yep. something? Okay. They fucked that movie up a lot. I they, the movie fucked that, that I, book up. For some reason, I thought that was an Azkaban. Nope, that's book four. Okay. But um, I, yeah, I do remember that. That that device, the pensive, holds memories. So like, it's Dumbledore. I think Dumbledore owns it technically. So there's a lot of his memories and shit. Well, the, in book six, they go through a lot of old. They they. Some of them are his memories of meeting Voldemort as a young kid and throughout his life. Well, Voldemort, he's known as Tom Riddle, which you learn in book Remember two. Remember, yeah, the second one. Chamber. Which I have. That's the worst movie. That one has some serious issues, I think. If it's I remember still good correctly. On a, it's still good as on its own, but it, I just mean like. It's the worst of the seven. Not just that, but like fucking just. There's a movie, the ending takes forever. It's way too like And the whole fucking journal thing. I, I didn't That actually makes I haven't sense. seen that in That's a while. actually a bigger in the bigger picture of that things. It doesn't really fuck. But <clears throat> basically, um that pensive thing that they use for the memories. Book six, a lot of it's going through Voldemort's memories to help realize how to destroy him. And um, what were you asking about originally? There's a reason we asked this. Fuck. Um, damn it. Yeah, where the fuck? There was a reason I was telling this story. We were talking about... Half... You asked about... Ugh. Sorry for the dead air, folks. Um... God damn it. Oh, I was almost there, too. Damn it. I'll come back to it, probably. Yeah. All right. I'm going to switch gears. That whole Neville's fucking ball that he lost. Oh, the remember all? Does that come back? No. <clears throat> so that was just that was more for thing. That was more for, like, laughs, kind okay. of. Like like the whole, like, when he 
thing is, I can't remember what, what I've forgotten. It like, seems like that was placed there purposefully to lead into something bigger that it never oh, I can, pays I can off. get that. It never, no, it's just not important. Okay. Neville, we can get into that later. Neville is actually extremely important in a sense. I remember, because... The what if, like, I'll get into that in a little bit. So I don't know if you want to go through, I'll go through my notes a little bit and we can talk more from there. Maybe that'll help. That's fine. So you might remember Snake at the zoo early in the movie. Yeah. Snake speaking to him. You remember from Chamber of Secrets that the reason he can do that is because Harry is parcel mouth, parcel tongue. Right. But I thought that was strictly a Slytherin thing. It it usually is because Salazar Slytherin, the head of the the guy who created Slytherin's house back right. in, like centuries ago, at this point, could speak parcel tongue, which is to speak to snakes. And Harry, because of Voldemort's curse on his trying to kill him, imparted some of his gifts to Harry okay. in a weird way. Um, there's a deeper. I'm not going to spoil one thing for you, but right. Because that one's actually kind of crazy, and nobody saw it coming really. But well, I'm sure some people did. But um, when he goes to kill Harry's parents, and that's the thing, I, the setting of this movie is weird because it's July of 1991 to June of 1992. As weird as that seems, the the movie takes place in 91 to 92. The book does. The book does. When did the so book the, come out? 97. Okay, so it's... So in the final movie, the reason you know this is two reasons I caught it. In the Chamber of Secrets, there's uh, nearly have this Nick, John Cleese. Mm -hmm. He has his 500 death day party, and it's 1492 is when he died. And I remember being like, wait, this is 1992? And then in the final book, Harry sees his parents' graves at a certain point, and they died in 19... What was it, 81? Yeah, essentially 11 years. And 16 that. years later was 1997. So the final yeah. book takes place in like summer of 97 through like spring of 98. Okay. Which Even is though when it came the first out book came out? Yeah. yeah that's kind of cool. She probably started writing it then. Well, from my, my understanding is she like tried to shop this around to everybody. And... Yeah, she was a waitress, I guess, is when she kind of started. And... Uh, uh, not to be too like cheesy, I always love two things I love about her writing or her like love for her fans is one thing she writes, it's in the first paragraph of the first book, and I thought of it when we were first watching the movie, is on a like, what is it, on a gloomy Tuesday afternoon, our story begins, which I love that the first line of the book is our story she includes you right away right yeah which i think is kind of cool and the final every book she has you know like a not a forward but like a dedication to like you know john my you know i don't know remember the specifics of like people that helped her right and two i love is number six is to her daughter which is like to my daughter whatever this is your pen pen or maybe it's like her your paper twin so like she dedicated a book to her daughter which is like one of the most famous writers of all time at, <laughs> yeah. in our lives at least like that'd be kind of cool and then book seven is split into seven parts which i can explain later and books 
there's six parts which are people that mean her and then number seven is to you who stuck with harry to the end to the very end and i'm like that's so cool like <laughs> yeah. you're like thanking us for like actually reading your fucking books like so the, the entire series is written from like an outside perspective. It's Harry did this, Hermione did that. It's not like Game More of Thrones. Or less, where I mean, it's... I mean, it always says like Harry said. A lot of it's from Harry's perspective, though. It's not I said. I don't. I'm always fuck up with the English stuff, like third and first person and whatever yeah, person I, it is. Yeah. But it's usually from Harry's perspective. But it'll say Harry said still. Right. There are certain chapters, like the first chapter of the whole series is from the Dursleys' perspective. And do you remember on the Privet Drive when Dumbledore in the beginning of the movie with McGonagall? Taking the That happens where it's like, it starts out with the Dursleys where like it's Vernon and Petunia noticing weird things like owls and like people talking about the Potters. And it's even a part where he's like, he swear he heard somebody say Harry, but was was his nephew named Harry? I thought, was it Harvey or Harold? Like, you know, it's kind of like in his head, he's kind of like questioning shit. And then, like, Dumbledore and McGonagall's conversation, because McGonagall came there as a cat, as her transfigured yeah. cat. Animagus is what that's called. She was staying there watching. So she's these observing. She's people. observing, and she's like, yeah, these are the worst group of muggles I've seen. Like, there's prejudice there, too. Like, the, she's just observing them for a day, and granted, the Dursleys are shitty. <laughs> Which, that was another question I was going to have. Like, why? this? He's supposed to be the fucking best fucking wizard of all time why the fuck would you leave him with these assholes i wrote that down this is really important actually um there's a protective charm charm again i guess on, on that house was that he has his parents to, house no that's their house but he's their last remaining relatives i don't know if dumbledore put it down as a charm but Nobody can harm, like, Voldemort, if he came back, can't come to that house. Okay. Like, he could show up there, but he he would not be able to get in or see it. I don't know if he would see it correctly or what it was. The, in that letter in the very beginning, it comes later. You find this out in the books. Yeah, they never showed In the letter where it says, letter. you know, Vernon and Petunia Dursley. Mm-hmm. And Petunia, she knows more about the Wizarding World than she lets on. And that house is protected until Harry is of age. So Harry has to go back there every summer, even though he hates it and they hate him. That was, that was another he question. He has to I come remember, back like because, every you don't, fucking You don't know year. that at first. You don't know that up to book five. Right, but I mean. Where Harry explains, like, or Dumbledore explains to him, like, this is the situation. Like, you have to go back there because of the protective charm. Your mother... Because at the very end of this this movie, they mentioned like your Love. mother died to protect you, and that's what protected you from Voldemort. Cheesy as it may sound, it's still a cool like. It is, but it doesn't not contradict the idea that uh, he was cursed, like that scar was a curse or something. Hagrid says that. I think that's kind of a thing they shouldn't have said in the movie. Because it it sounds like a contradiction. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. It's it's. The curse he tried on him was the killing curse, and it rebounded and caused a scar. Now, when Hagrid says that, Diagon Alley was like, that's a scar that only a dark curse. It's like, there's not really any evidence of that in the book, so I think that's just a movie thing that shouldn't so, have been said because it confuses non-book readers. Like, where right. it's like, oh, what? what? I mean, if, if they explain it is a it scar away, because, because of what happened, but his 
the reason there was a charm. His mother died to protect him. She put a charm to protect him. I don't know. I'm guessing his parents were pretty powerful, but I mean, they were part of the well. Book five is called the Order of the Phoenix. They were part of the Order of the Phoenix, which is like a group that fights the bad guys. Spoiler alert for you. Well, Not yeah. that's that important, but um, now. What was Voldemort's original end goal? Do they ever say? He basically, he wants to rule without any sort of threat. He wants to dominate. He's a bad... He wants to take over the muggle world, or... He wants... So his dad, you'll learn, his dad's... In fact, in book two, he mentioned, and in the movie, his father was a muggle. Because remember, he says... You think I'd take my father's filthy muggle name? His name's Tom Riddle. Yeah, I do remember that. His mother was a witch. He is... He wants to control everything. He wants... He's he's evil to the core, essentially. Okay. He's also talented as fuck, so he's like the most powerful outside of maybe Dumbledore. Harry's not even as powerful as him. Like, Like, here's the thing. Harry has courage... Luck, he is gifted in defense, but somebody like Snape, for instance, Snape's a better wizard overall than like if they were to duel, Snape would kick Harry's ass probably. But Voldemort and him have a connection because they're wands. Remember, Ollivander yeah, says they I have the same wanna, core. That's why in Gob- that's that. why in Goblet of Fire they don't work against each other. It's because they're not meant to. There's something because they share the same phoenix. Like it's, and the phoenix is is Dumbledore's phoenix. Fox. I remember the phoenix from that Book was from two. the second one. Yep, yeah. Chamber he comes and saves him or some shit. Um, but no, I want to go back to. So that. I mentioned the Dursley home prediction. Okay, I wrote that down. The Sorting Hat. Okay. There are four houses. Houses. Are each one has an attributable fucking characteristic? Sort of. the The Sorting Hat sings about it in the book. It's like, I don't remember specifics of them, but like Hufflepuff are kind of viewed as lowly, even though they're, they're very, they're very courageous and brave. Like, like Slytherin, the only one, Slytherin are fucking The other three seem similar. Slytherin's kind of like, we'll take what we want and do like whatever to achieve our, we'll do whatever to achieve what we want to achieve. And do you remember I kind of mentioned to you like that's not correct is Hagrid says no witch or wizard's gone bad that wasn't in Slytherin. Well, do you remember in so did, basically did he's he saying, say that in the movie? Yes. Did he? Because I uh, commented it was when they're at the okay. before he gets on the train he says no witch or wizard's ever gone bad that wasn't in Slytherin. So he's basically saying all bad wizards and witches are from Slytherin. Right. That's not true because well a Snake there's other there's other schools apparently. Yes, but he's not yeah, well, truly yeah, yeah. bad. I mean, he is he's not a good person, but he's not he's not what you think, right? Um, but if you remember from Azkaban, do you remember the rat turning into the man? Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew was in Gryffindor, and he was an asshole. He's a Death Eater. He's yeah. one of Voldemort's servants. Okay, so that's not, what Hagrid said isn't true. And even Dumbledore, I think, tells Harry this once in the books. He's like, that's not quite, you know, like, that doesn't mean there aren't bad 
wizards and witches and other like Sh- it's sure. rarer. I guess it's kind of I don't know why it's because Slytherin. It's more it feeds in the what I mentioned earlier. Like there is symbolism with Nazism essentially, where it's like pure blood, or if you're half blood or Muggle, especially later in the series, Muggles are like the Jews essentially. Okay, so are there not to be too op- is, op- Does that mean Slytherin or? have to be pure blood then? They all, they most of them are. And I mean, but here's the they thing: make, they make it very clear that Slytherin are the bad guys. Yes, in this movie, oh, in whether the they all are or not. But here's the thing: is Tom Riddle Voldemort is a half blood. Snape is a half blood. So what like, were... there's, so there's like, there are things that like, like Snape's dad was a Muggle. Voldemort's dad was a Muggle. Okay. What were what house were Harry's parents in? Gryffindor. Were they both Gryffindor? Yes. And then there was Hufflepuff and Slytherin. What was and the Ravenclaw? Other one? Ravenclaw. What what is their characteristic? I don't remember off the top of my head, but they're all like even Slytherins aren't like their their traits aren't they're not it's not like everyone looks at them like, oh that's a bad fucking like there are Slytherins that are good people too. Right. I, I, I just the way the movie was portrayed. And it's well, it's a movie the hat, so you only yeah, have with that the hat. That's time. the same in the book when you remember the hat comes down and Malfoy and it barely even touches his yeah, head and it goes Slytherin. Slytherin. Yeah. It's because he comes from his a whole long family. line of assholes. Well, there's a thing too, you'll learn in book five or Order of the Phoenix, movie five. A lot of these pure blood houses are related. Yeah, so it's like so, the British Royal Empire then. <laughs> so like Sirius Black. Draco Malfoy, like the Malfoys are cousins of his. So it's a little bit incestuous then. Sort of. Which I mean she's British, so it yeah. can <laughs> So like Malfoy Malfoy's mom, Narcissa. Who you meet later in the series, Lucy? Do you remember Lucy Malfoy, Jason Isaacs? Plays I remember him? Jason Isaacs, the yeah. long blonde hair. I don't remember his you, mom. I don't think you meet her yet. Okay. What you've seen, she's in like books six and seven, I think, or movie six and seven. Because when is Dobby comes in in the next? He's in two. Okay, and then he comes back in books seven. That's when the sock frees him and shit. That's when yep. you meet Jason Isaacs. Okay. So his wife, Lucy, so Draco Malfoy's mom. First cousins with Sirius Black. Her last name is actually Black, but she married a Malfoy. So Bellatrix Lestrange, who is uh, Helena Bottom Carter. You haven't I haven't her yet, seen but her, but I know she's in there. Yeah. She's her sister. And then like someone else is another. Like they're they're all these families are all closer. Even the Weasleys. Like even I think they mentioned Sirius mentions to him in Order of the Phoenix book. Like even Molly, Molly Weasley, the mom of the Weasleys, mm-hmm. is a distant, distant cousin of his. Like, so I think there's a lot of like some Game of Thrones shit <laughs> yeah, going on, yeah. maybe. But he even says like, if pure bloods hadn't married other pure bloods, he's like, we might have died out, or some of us would have died out, possibly. Right. As far as like pure blood lineage, but um, you know, I kind of go. Oh, so I kind of briefly mentioned earlier. Do you remember when they're on the rock and Hagrid shows up and Petunia and Durs Vernon are like, he's not going. You yeah. know, like that and was Petunia, up. And Petunia gives that speech about like my dreaded sister, what she was like a freak. What the v- spoiler alert here. 
you'll find out, A, she knows a lot more about the Wizarding World than she lets on. I mean, she had to have, yeah. Like, she knows in book five what Azkaban is. Like, and Harry is shocked. He's like, you know what that is? And she hasn't, <laughs> but she actually shocked at herself that she even said something. And she says, I heard it from that nasty boy. And you think in the in the book. Talking about, you think she's talking about. James, which right. is Harry's dad. She's not. She's talking about Snape. Snape? Well, you know about Snape. I don't know how the end goes, but no. I know Snape was in love with. It wasn't just that. Snape was in love with Harry's mom, Lily Evans. They grew up together. And wasn't James like an asshole to James him? was an asshole. And they, they didn't know each other at school. So James doesn't know them when they're younger. He tells her about Hogwarts and like she already gets her invite and stuff. She loves him too, but as they're they're best friends. That's the thing. Is like, <laughs> so, like So it's like a fucking Game of Thrones with uh Ned and Littlefinger and Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. That's not a bad analogy there. Like he she does love him as a friend and they've been best friends. But he makes a mistake. He does something bad, and they have a falling out. Okay. And then he does something bad, which leads to their. He he helps lead to their death inadvertently. He didn't know. But Harry finds this out and thinks like it was Snape intentional. Was the fucking... But Snape, it's like the biggest regret of his life, and that's when he comes back because he was a Death Eater at one point. Yeah, I think you actually they mention it in book four. I think and they goblet. They show up already shows his arm or like the mark showing because there's a mark with the a like tattoo. S- they, fucking yeah, the dark mark. Snake thing or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's, okay. a, that's a thing I, all the bad guys I get. I don't remember Snape having that. Snape has it. In, in the movie? I think so because they let on because they show in the trials. They have different trials that he sees in that pensive thing where Harry sees that like one of the guys is like Severus Snape is a Death Eater and he's like Dumbledore's cleared him like uh, yeah, I think that was they at the always, trial of fucking whoever. Yeah, Barty, Barty Crouch yeah. Jr. They always, the book, she does a great job of always keeping on the edge of like, is he good or is he bad? Even after he plays a part, you know, when Dumbledore dies in book six, even heading to book seven, there was like, things were, there were signs of like, well, maybe he's not bad. And I knew as soon as in book seven, it's, it's late in the book. His chapter comes up where he leaves Harry a memory. And as soon as I saw the title, I was like, he's good. Oh, my God, he's good. And I was reading the chapter, and my jaw was just, like, dropping, where I'm just like, she fucking did this perfectly. Like, But, I mean, that was the thing. Like, I, not reading the books, I... He is a flawed person. He's not an evil person. He's a He treats Harry like shit. He yeah. treats a lot of people <laughs> like shit. But it's all based on, like... Whenever he sees Harry, he sees his eyes, which are Lily's. Yeah. And he sees the man he loathed. So it's the kind of like, like he, I, he's I, in a tough spot. And you could think, well, like, why would you be in love with somebody for th- whatever years it was, 20 years? He felt responsible. That I get that. He helped cause their death. Even I don't think even he wanted James dead. He probably didn't. He hated <laughs> this him. This one, I'm seriously maimed. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But, like, Snape is the, he's one of the most, like, he's the most courageous person, even maybe outside of Harry, and maybe even more than Harry in the entire series. Like, he's actually weirdly, like, the under, 
line hero of the series. But that's what I like. But you don't know it till the very end. Right. And this movie and even every movie I've seen, they do a very good job of making him the asshole. Making him look like the overarching villain. Outside of Voldemort. Yeah. Like you think he is a fucking understudy of Voldemort. But it's great even because in this one, it like, plays into like not teenage biases, but just biases too. Like everything's prejudice based where like Harry knows he didn't like his dad and doesn't like him. So like he actively Well he doesn't, doesn't know like that either. At this point. Like I, when does he, he find out He does find out at the end of this book because at the very final scene where he's fighting Professor Quirrell in the in front of the mirror, there's more to that scene where he says, I thought Snape, and he goes, Snape, at the Quidditch match, he was trying to save you. Right. And he goes, but he, I would have saved him had he not his But he says something about, like, he, he doesn't, he hates me, and he's he basically acknowledges, like, no, he hated your father. He, 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 like, he says basically, like, you're, him and your father went to school together. And in fact, in book three, too, with Professor Lupin and Sirius, mm-hmm. there's a whole thing of like Harry thinks that Loop Sirius saved James's, or not James's, uh, that James saved Snape's life. But really, James was just saving his life because of a prank that was going to kill him with the werewolf. I vaguely remember that. So, like, yeah. he gets this idea, like, my dad saved Snape's life, but really, it was just saving his own ass because right. he was going to expel the fucking <laughs> this kid died. Right. And that mirror, the mirror, does that come back at any point or is, is that? Done? I don't think it does. Now, what I love, the fuck? did they mention in this movie? I kind of was in and out because I was writing shit down. We were talking and stuff during it. There's a scene where he goes, he, he, when he, when he sees, he knows what Harry sees. He sees his family. Yeah. He asked Dumbledore in the book, at least, what do you see? Did he say that? Harry asks that. Dumbledore. Does he in this? Because that's I actually kind think... of like, it ends up being kind of a big deal. Cause... I don't believe so, because the only time him and Dumbledore were in the room looking at the mirror, Dumbledore was explaining to him what the mirror did. did. Like, the man Which... who has everything he wants and everything he needs sees exactly what yeah. he is. Yep. And the mirror of Eris said it's funny, because if you spell that backwards, it's a mirror of desire. Right. And it's simple. It's, I mean, I read it. You can actually read, like, it's in Latin. All the, It looks like Latin, but it's all these things. And if you actually break the words up and, like, kind of, like, separate, it's, I show not what your what you see, but what your heart desires or something like that. Now, that being said, how the fuck did the Sorcerer's Stone end up in Harry's pocket? Because... Now, granted, this could be a flaw a little bit. Was I this guess. Dumbledore's fucking enchantment he, or whatever? No, it's the not fun? enchantment, but he knew Harry would want the stone to get it, but not to use it. So that's why Harry could get it. For whatever, I don't. I, this could be a flaw, I guess, in the story, but like Voldemort and Quirrell I... want it to use. Harry wants it to keep from them. So Harry gets it. When he looks in the mirror, because he wants it with all his might, but not to use it to be immortal. Right. So he's not using it for like the dark. I mean, being immortal, I guess. Whatever. If I had a fucking stone to be immortal, maybe I'd do it. I don't know. But then you read stories about like vampires, where it's like, like interview the vampire. It's like I don't want to be fucking <laughs> alive anymore. You know, right. like I've been alive for three hundred years. 
<laughs> just please so let it's me. It's kind of like, I don't know. But I mean, that was the big pushback I had the even the first time I watched this movie. Like, okay, you see what you desire. It doesn't it's just show up desired, in your pocket. He desired it in that moment, I guess. I know it's not perfect. Like I, I was just, before, I was just wondering if there was no. A I'm not defending where it's like, oh no, don't don't. Well, no, I'm just, no, it's I'm, just I'm, more I'm, like I'm just saying. Was there more information in the books as to mm, why that happened or not? It was because he didn't want to use it for himself, and so he wanted it selflessly, and they wanted it selfishly. So he got it to keep it from them. I, I and it was destroyed anyways by hit. And I don't know if they mentioned in the movie. But like he says to him and he tells Harry, me and Nicholas Flamel had a discussion That's to, dis- right. to destroy the, to destroy it. And he goes, well, won't they die? And he goes, after 700 years, he's like, it's like going to bed after a very long day. Yeah, I, that's right. And I do like how they bring in other mythology i guess because that whole nicholas flamel thing is from is, somewhere no, i don't I, remember it's exactly funny you mention where. that because i heard that recently because i've been listening to this podcast called binge mode on the ringer which is bill simmons site yeah fuck bill well, they, i know <laughs> but they do harry potter they go through like each book like by a four or five chapter segments and they're funny like they go through i mean they make jokes sure, and stuff sure. but they're actually covering like interesting stuff and Flamel is from something in liter- I know he's and from, it's from something, something in literature. Yeah. And even the three-headed dog, was that Cerberus from, he was guarding the fucking yep. gates of Hades she or used, something? She, a lot of it, a lot of her stuff's based on the classics, on classics. That's a good place to Including, like, if you look at a lot of names, if you actually look up, I don't know off the top of my head, but Severus, what that means, or Draco, they actually fit the character. I, I would believe it. Like, Severus is almost like a general, but it's actually, like, an misunderstood. Like, it's kind of like there's... Or this one's more on the nose, and you probably caught it. I know my mom, when she read it, she's like, I knew he was a werewolf instantly. Remus Remus Lupin. Yeah, Lupin. Remus and Romulus. Like, the fucking wolves. Like, like my mom was reading that back when I was in high school, and she's like, oh, I knew he was a werewolf in, like, chapter (laughs) 6. What is that? Their Latin nomenclature or whatever. Yeah, the fuck yeah. They I was like, it? I was fourteen. No, I was younger than that when they came out. But I guess I was fourteen or fifteen when the movie came out. In fact, when I, my sister pulled me out of biology, saying I had an appointment. When we were, I was a sophomore, she was a senior, and we went and saw Prisoner Rescue and during school. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So good. And you read this before you saw. I've read all of them before I saw the movies. Like I've seen every movie before. Every I read every book before every movie came okay. out, so I never was behind. All right, I haven't read a fucking like I said a single page. They're easy. It, like but... honestly, like Sorcerer's Stone. If I handed you that tomorrow, you'd be done by like the next day. Or I understand. It's yeah, such an easy. They're easy reads, and they're. I mean, you but you could go back and read them tomorrow if you wanted to, right? Like they're oh, still yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. The that's why I reread them so many times in my life. But like, I haven't read them in years. But right. But I mean, as a thirty-three-year-old, I still love. I I will love those books till the day I die. Okay. Like, they don't age badly. It's not like oh, this didn't age. Because like, I mean, the only series I've I've I always read fucking 
physics books and shit. Yeah. The books I read as a kid. Did you read were Lord like of the Goosebumps. Rings? I never read Lord of the Rings. Really? I read Goosebumps as a child. I read those. I don't think I could enjoy those now. Probably not. They're probably not that scary, really. No. Uh, well, no, of course not. But you could I, I you could read Harry Potter and get enjoyment out of it. Yeah, because you catch a lot. That's, that's maybe not in this book specifically or this movie. But there's things like Half Blood Prince, book six. There are things because Malfoy plays a big part in book six and trying to kill Dumbledore. And there is a scene where they follow him to this dark shop in Diagon Alley, near Diagon Alley. It's called Nocturne Alley. Borgen and Burks is the shop. In okay. fact, you see it in book in movie two, briefly. Okay. Remember Harry takes the flu network and ends up in the wrong area. And his glasses break and there's like a hand of glory. It's like this crumpled hand. Hey, Lucy's Malfoy is there. Do you remember that kind of? Vaguely remember that, yeah. There's a cabinet called the Vanishing Cabinet. There's a twin at the school. And Malfoy uses that to help Death Eaters get into the school. He's got to fix the other end to get them through Nocturne Alley to train. Hey, this is from book, movie two? And it applies to book oh, six. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, in book six, they follow him and the, under the cloak to spy on him because they think he's up to bad shit. Which he is. He is. And Harry says something like, what was he looking at? And Hermione says something like, I don't know. I couldn't see behind that cabinet. The cabinet was the thing he was looking at. Like it's, it's like little shit like that where she puts it in and you don't really realize in the moment. Yeah. But then later when you reread it, like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like that was, she literally put that right in front of your face. Like she, the way she plots her books, I've never seen something like it. Like I love Lord of the Rings. I've only read them through once. Admit Game of Thrones, I've read those a couple times, though he never finished officially. Right. <laughs> never will. Never will. But it is, like, there are little questions I have, but there's not, like, flaws where you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how did this happen? Like, everything ties together pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I almost want to go back to my list here. So I was reading on IMDb. Granted, it's yeah, yeah. Loose, loose source, I guess. J.K. Rowling handpicked Alan Rickman to play Snape. And she shared vital backstory things with him before they happened. So, like, just so he so could act he, certain ways. He knew. He might not have known ending. everything, but he might have. Um, You might have noticed this. There's a couple of these in the movie here. Because the whole movie, you think it's Snape. Well, not have if you had never seen it. You would think Snape's the bad guy. Same with the book. Quirrell ends up being the bad guy. There's a couple of things. Harry at the sorting ceremony looks at the table from the table and sees Snape, and he asks Percy who that is, and it's scar hurts. Quirrell's sitting right Quirrell, next yeah, to him. Yeah, and he's looking away. Like, Same with the Quidditch match where his broom is. Yep, yeah, I, I. Quirrell is behind that. him. He's his, doing. His he's doing a back, non. His the back of his head is facing him. Yeah, so. he's doing like a non-verbal spell. He's not speaking, but Snape's trying to protect Harry. And then also, this is a change from the book. When they meet at Diagon Alley, did you notice when Harry goes to shake his hand, he didn't shake his hand? Yeah, because he couldn't. touch He can't him. touch him. But Which, in the book, in the book, 
he doesn't have the turban on yet. So, so he, how's he hiding the? He's working Voldemort, but he hasn't had Voldemort he, part of his body yet. Okay. So he's the one that actually tried to steal the stone. Remember when they say like Hagrid? He's like Hagrid and I cleared that. He's like that's the same vault Hagrid cleared earlier that day. Yeah, yeah. Quirrell was there to steal the stone. So he's already working for Voldemort. But in the movie, he was already... He already had the turban. So at that point, they made it kind of like... It streamlined it a little bit. Yeah, but in the in the book, but it's how, not that way. How was uh, Snape's cut on his leg? He was... He... In the book, I remember. They don't really explain it in the movie. Yeah, I don't think they... When the troll that. gets set loose on Halloween, Quirrell set that loose right. to distract people, and he went to try to steal the stone and... Snape went to cut him off. Snape was on him the whole time. That's right. Because when Snape confronts him at the light when he goes into the restricted section during Christmas and he's yeah. like, he goes let me remind you where your room. loyalties lie. Like Snape's actually like, he knows the whole time. Not that he's Voldemort. Not that he has Voldemort. He's but he knows he's, he knows he's trying to steal the stone. Yeah. Which is why also they don't explain this in the, they don't show it in the movie. In the book, one of the rooms, there's a room with the vines, and there's a room with the chess set yeah. and the keys. the keys. There's a there's a room with a troll, just like they met before, that's already knocked out in the book, which makes sense because Quirrell already knocked it out. Because Quirrell has experience with trolls. Yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose. One thing I was gonna mention. Oh yeah, this is probably where I was going earlier when we forgot we got off track. And I was like, what was I going to say? In the Half-Blood Prince, when they go through the memories, they go through Voldemort as a kid, and like you see some of his family backstory, and there's like Horcrux clues of what these things could be before you know what a Horcrux is. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you know what a Horcrux I have is. No, it's like part of his soul or something, yeah, he, if I remember correctly. When you kill some... When you murder, your soul is split, and... Damaged. It goes into pieces, and there you can make a horror. Not everybody who's murdered makes a horcrux. He's one of the few that's ever done it. You can protect part of your soul in an item, so he protects it in certain things. Well, um, goddamn, where was it going with this again? Let me find horcruxes. Fucking. Oh damn it! What was I saying right before that? Kill somebody. Oh, and one of the. Memories. So there's a comment in this movie where Percy says, remember Percy Weasley, the head boy? Yep. Says to Harry, Snape, that's Snape. He's been after Quirrell's job for years. Now, that's actually, it's true, but it's false because Quirrell is, that's his first year on the job, actually. That's what I thought because it's always a defense of the dark arts cursed. guy. Fucking is always the reason changed. it's cursed. You find out in Half Blood Prince is because Voldemort met with Vol- met with Dumbledore to apply for the job. He wanted to work for Hogwarts because that was like his home. And this was before he turned nefarious. He or? was already bad, and Dumbledore okay. knew. Okay. He wasn't like full fledged. And he says basically like... But it was the fucking turn away that... Yeah, Dumbledore turns him down like, I know yeah. what you've done. I know what kind of person you are. Like, no. And basically, like, since that night, which would have been about 20 years before the movies even, 
he cursed the job. So like every year. <laughs> so that's why there's that's why there's fucking, different teachers okay. every year. For different reasons, some of them die, like Quirrell dies, but some of them are assholes. Some like, like Lockhart. And was that two or three? Kenneth Branagh's in two. He's a uh, Lockhart. He's a liar or whatever the fuck. He is a great. He's, he's great a at, grifter, essentially. He's a con man. He yeah. obliviate. It's called obliviate. It's a charm. It's where you. You're great at modifying memories and stealing people's memories so he basically steals people's memories and claims them as his own yeah that's right he's a fraud book three is lupin he's a werewolf so he doesn't think once he's exposed that he'll be able to teach anymore four is moody who's not really moody five is as far as i go and then five is umbridge who is just the worst you'll meet her Oh, she was like played by Amelda Staunton. Authoritarian cunt or whatever. She's fucking. She's almost like in the series. You almost hate her as much. I don't even hate Voldemort. It's just he's interesting. She's just terrible. We talk about that too because the back of his head, Voldemort had a fucking nose. Yeah, that was a mistake. I don't know why they did that. I don't remember. I I did not remember that. I. You're the one that pointed out. You're like, he's got a nose. I was like, oh my god, he does. Because I. Is there an explanation as to why he doesn't have a nose in the books? He, because of what he's done, because he's split him, he's dehumanized himself. He's not even like, like when he, when Harry's mom puts the protection on Harry and it rebounds against him, mm-hmm. he technically dies, but the Horcruxes are like backup lives. Like his soul is split so he can still live as a soul. So but you're turn, like he loses his nose? Like, I don't know why that happened. It just it just changes you as a appearance wise. It's like a curse ish. Is is, is Ray finds like he he first shows up in Goblet. Yep. Without a nose. Is there any explanation as to why in the books that he doesn't have a nose? Because he's just not fully human, really. I don't know. It's okay. just kind of like to show that he's disfigured himself. He's so he's okay. so he's fucked himself up so badly. Because here's the thing: is like I, Dumbledore I, mentions to Harry, like all these people that follow Voldemort and like say, like you know, he's one of I'm one of his closest confidants and shit, like the Malfoys and people right. like that. He doesn't give a fuck about any of that. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. So, like, he's literally, like, uh, he will do anything to be immortal. That's what he wants is to be immortal. So that's his end goal. Which really, the name, if you look in Latin, Voldemort means master of death. Simple enough. Mort, you know. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to be... He's brilliant. He's it's like it's like John Hurt's Ollivander says like he did great things. Terrible, yes, but great. Like he is a great wizard. He's one of the most talented wizards of all time. He's super smart. But he doesn't have the capacity to care or love of people and that's the difference between him and Harry. Right. That Harry's was, not that different from him really. It's that, was, like that, Snape. Was a, that was the question another question I had when Harry is getting his first wand. Yep. Why like he Why gives him a wand. Why does shit blow up and yeah. stuff? I don't know. It's just... It's just cinematic. 
Yeah, like, I mean, that does kind of happen in the book, I guess. It's more about, like, he just has, like, the wand chooses the wizard. So, like, he knows in that moment that the wand shows him. This, it's correct. This, the wand's brother was fucking yeah. Voldemort's fucking... There's a deeper reason to that. I don't want to spoil that for you, because that's actually kind of cool. That's fair. Uh, so, I wands have, like... Fucking Harry's wand has a fucking phoenix feather in it. Yep. Voldemort's has a, the brother's phoenix yes, feather. Yes, Dumbledore's in it. phoenix, actually. What are the, what's in the other wands? What makes the wands um, work? Or is I don't know what makes them work exactly, but there's different ingredients. Like there's elm from trees and like a dragon heart string and different shit like that. Like they don't go. I mean, there is probably deeper stuff that she has on like Pottermore and stuff. But, but like, it's not just in the. Not books. exactly. Like, most of them have, like, certain feathers of things and, like, magical being, unicorn hairs. Yeah. I, I like so it's not, like, him and, though, I'm sure there are other phoenixes that have given, like, phoenixes are something that are not normally domesticated. So, like, that's a very, when you can domesticate one, like, Dumbledore has, that's, like, very uh, loyal. Like, that, like, in Chamber of yeah. Secrets, when it, when, Fox comes in with a sword. sword, Like that's, that's a loyalty thing. It's more like, this is my guy kind of. But I like, that's one of the things that I do like about this shit is they bring in so many fucking mythological shit. Yeah. Like she's got a lot of unicorns and phoenixes and fucking. Well, they mentioned in the movie tonight, I kind of forgot is there's werewolves in the forest and stuff. And like, there's giants and spiders and that the spider that's centaurs centaurs or whatever we did like, see a centaur that's minotaur Ferenz. wasn't it it's a, a centaur. centaur half man half uh horse minotaur is a fucking bull boar, bull yeah these are half, these are half man half horse so they're centaurs that's a centaur but does the dark for I mean, the spider is that chamber secrets yeah aragog does does that come back at all that specific character does come back in book six not he's dying it's Hagrid's remember Hagrid is the one that like birthed him in the castle and let him in so they normally hate humans but he loves Hagrid and as he's dying Hagrid Hagrid has a funeral and that's actually very important because one of the memories when Dumbledore is showing Harry these memories he tells Harry there's a new professor. Jim Broadbent plays him, the British actor. Yep. Another He's, Game of Thrones fucking. He tells him you have to get this memory from him because it's about Horcrux. He, Jim Broadbent's character, his name's Horace Slughorn. He is an old professor. He brings him back. The reason he brings him back is so Harry can procure a memory from him that he regrets, that he's modified. And the memory is of helping Tom Riddle as a student know what Horcruxes were. Because not a lot of people know Horcruxes are such dark magic that like most people don't know what they do. But the reason he needs the memory is because he know because Tom Riddle Voldemort says how many he'd like to make. He goes, "What if I wanted to make seven? And Horace Slughorn's like, "By God, Tom! Like, why would anyone?" He doesn't say I would like to make seven, but he's like, "Why would someone want to split their soul in seven? So when, yeah. there's seven Horcruxes in the end. Actually, there's eight, but. There's seven known ones. Like it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm I, looking forward to when we get to that. Like, 
I think of the, I mean, you've seen four. I think I had the biggest problem with the second one. This movie is fine. It's all world building. Yeah. And that being said, it's more kiddish. Thank Christ the acting got better because it was horrific. Yeah, it's not great at one. times. The kids, they grew into their characters for sure. But I thought Emma Watson's the worst. She's she bad. was she's horrible. real bad. Like their first scene, she walks or on the worst. train and she kind of looks around like she's like <laughs> kind of lost or something. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that line. Uh, before either of you come up with a clever idea to get us killed or wuss <laughs> expelled. I just wrote classic Hermione. Yeah, that was terrible. The green screen work. Yeah, the not Quidditch, good. The Quidditch, Quidditch and was... the troll thing is not good. That being said, the actual like set pieces when they're running through the halls and shit, that looked really good. Yeah, it looked that's like not bad. they were in a fucking old English castle or whatever the fuck. Um Another thing I noticed, too, in the forest towards the end of the movie when there's a unicorn that's dead and it takes the blood, and somebody says, like, oh, it's the centaur, friends. He says, whoever drinks the unicorn, like, they all live a half-life, a cursed life. I wrote Horcrux foreshadowing. We're basically, like, Voldemort. Oh, is that what that is? By, like, not knowing at the time, because you don't know what Horcruxes are when this movie right. came out, only four books were out. But really, like... By splitting your soul, like you're not a fully. Well, he wasn't fully. You're cursed. You're kind of cursed. He was. He was up to the point that he tried killing Harry's parents. But at that point, I mean, he dies officially. Technically, he dies, but his soul is still intact. But even that scene when he's sucking on the fucking that part's neck. stupid in the movie because they don't. It never he's flies. He's floating and shit. That like, never happens like that in the book. He's not gonna transcend himself. And that's not Vol- that's Quirrell at that point, just right. under a hood. Exactly. He's just sucking on him from the back of his head. Um. What else did I write? Oh, so I don't know if you know all the titles, but book seven's called The Deathly Hallows. Harry's invisibility cloak is one of the three head Deathly Hallows. Which I don't know what Deathly Hallows mean. They are three. Th- there's three items. Is the th- map? The no, fucking... that's not one of okay. them. That's the only. There's thing three I Deathly Hallows. I won't explain them all because, but one of them is the invisibility cloak, which is special because there are invisibility cloaks that exist in their world. Which, but his is actually. The original, it's from one of his ancestors, wait, go back, whose name is like Ignatius Peveril. And there's like this old tale about the three brothers and the three special items they had. Okay. And he has one of them. So like in the Deathly Hallows, essentially, Voldemort's trying to seek all three of them. And Harry is trying to seek the Horcruxes to destroy. Because if he destroys the Horcruxes, he destroys Voldemort. Right. And if Voldemort gets all three Hallows, he will be unstoppable. So it's kind of like the race to what... Now, did... uh, Like, Voldemort's racing for offense. Harry's racing for defense. defense. Did... Because he got that at Christmas. Yeah. Was that given to him by... Dumbledore leaves it for him. 
That's Dumbledore's note, but it belonged to his father because his father got it from his ancestors. And you find that out later. We didn't find so, that out yeah, in this in movie. The, I think in the book they might he might tell him that I left you that. That was your father's. And that's another. I'm surprised they didn't actually say book. that in the movie. But they yeah, fucking play it out like fucking Harry is like the godsend. Like is Jesus Christ? It seems like they're everybody's fucking. The reason is because he he defeated. I mean, he he survived. Know, he, he survived. He survived and got rid of, though temporarily. Nobody knows that for certain. Even though Hagrid does say, like some say, he's dead. Codswell, up in my opinion, like they, they know he's not quite alive, but he's out there in but, some form, which already kind of that foreshadows Horcruxes in a way, without really saying it, because she never mentions the word Horcrux till book six. But, like, Harry saved their – it was dark times. Like, he was a, he was just murdering people, um, and, like, his followers were just executing people. With that being said, like, Getting imagine, rid of muggles. imagine you're a year one fucking Ravenclaw, and fucking McGonagall, yeah. or whatever the fuck, Dumbledore, Hagrid – they're all just pampering fucking Harry Potter. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they would be a little bit like, what? <laughs> like, like, which doesn't happen as much in the book. Because, like, do you remember when Harry gets sorted in the movie and he looks at Dumbledore and Dumbledore kind of lays his goblet? That yeah, never he, fucking he happens. That never happens in the book. Like, they treat him pretty fair, like, pretty normal in, in the, the books. Book. They certainly don't in the movies. Yeah, in the movie, like, and now the scene at the Leaky Cauldron, that happens in the book. Like, where it's like. Yeah, that, Doris Crockford, that one, like that one makes sense. Yeah, that that's like you you helped save our humanity essentially. Be like if uh, whatever Captain America showed up and saved us all. If we saw him in person, we'd be like, oh my god, thank you so much. Yeah, like most definitely. But just in class, he's fucking a little bit. I mean, I guess uh, they feed on him more in the book, like in the movie. But in the book, Snape's a dick to him. Uh, McGonagall's still stern with them at times. She's still. He should have been the fucking teacher of the riding the broom. Said anybody gets off their fucking broom or off the ground is expelled. This Madame Hooch, she ain't mean shit. She's well, and then McGonagall sees it, and then what? Well, that's the thing. It's it's because she was like fucking. I'm a. That's what I'm saying. NCAA violations, man. She's like, she's seen the pocketbook, man. She's that, gonna make, she's gonna make yeah. some bets on that the guy. The fact that fucking she sent him the Nimbus 2000 or whatever. Yeah. Fuck. Like, oh my. It's God. funny in the book because, she, do you remember the captain's name is Oliver Wood? I don't know if you remember that. The guy that shows him I, how to play Quidditch. His, the, his I, name is, his name is Oliver Scottish Wood. Scottish guy. Yeah. But he says in the in the book, it's actually kind of humorous because like, she's like. I'm taking you to Wood, and, he, and Harry's thought Harry's thoughts were like, was Wood like a, like a, thing she was gonna beat him with, basically, <laughs> like kind of like she thought it was like a weapon or something, and of course it's a fucking kid. <laughs> thank Wood, Christ I found Trav you. Isn't here Wood, right I now. found you a seeker. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Wood, I found you a seeker. Because first years aren't supposed to play Quidditch by the rules, but now they show after the. He gets fucking promoted to a seeker. They show him with his dad was a seeker. Was he not a first year? No, his dad. I don't think so. 
I think his dad was a pretty normal wizard. Like, I don't think he was like, he was a good that, wizard, but I don't think he was like Harry because he didn't. So know, what is it that makes Harry so special? Is it? Or can you, is that going to be a So spoiler? in book five, <laughs> there was a thing. It's kind of like, um, not the chicken before the egg, but kind of like Voldemort. Oh, this is what I'm going to bring up with Neville. There's a prophecy in book five that they find. Dumbledore knows about it. A lot of people, so not a lot of people. Dumbledore knows about it. And a few of the higher ups know about it where Voldemort discovered that there was a prophecy. It's almost like whatever you call it. Uh, like if you found something out, it's almost like finding out how you're going to die. You're going to end up fucking it up because you know how you're going to die. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. like it's not predicting the future. He, Voldemort found out the person that was going to ca- cost his downfall. It doesn't say Harry Potter. It says the son of the parents who have thrice defied you, which comes out to two people, you'll learn. Born towards the end of summer in July, which is two people, will be your equal. And basically, like, neither can live while the other survives. So, like, they have to kill each other in the end. Harry is one of them. Neville Longbottom is the other one. Neville Longbottom's parents were Aurors. They were Aurors are um, magical law enforcement. Yeah. I... And basically, Voldemort chose Harry to try and kill because he saw the pro- he heard part of the prophecy. But didn't hear the whole thing. You know the whole thing, and you'll find out who spread it to him or told him that information. So he goes to kill. Harry's parents because he found out from so basically by finding out his future he tried interfering and fucked his future because Harry might not have been the actual chosen Neville could have been the other one but Neville's pure blood and Harry's half blood he chose Harry because he is also a half blood and he saw like the similarities and it, it ruined him so like basically by Knowing his future, he interfered, tried to change the future, and actually caused it. And actually caused it. So, like, the reason Harry is his nemesis is because Voldemort made it happen. It's, it's, the books do a lot better job explaining than I just I mean, yeah, they got more time. But Neville could have been the chosen one. Neville, Neville also has had a terrible upbringing his grand memory says to remember all that red thing that his he's like my grandmother sent me this i forgot the reason his grandmother sent him is because his parents they're not dead they're insane and And that's what he forgot no no okay the reason his grandmother's raising him is because his bellatrix lestrange who is um helena bonham carter's character in book five yeah her and her husband and a few other death eaters including barty crouch jr the David Tennant's character in book four. In fact, I guess you got to learn it in book four. They tortured his parents for knowledge about something. I don't remember. It it wasn't David Tennant's character. Like his dad was a higher up. His dad was a, um, 
like order part of, of what's called like the wizen gamut which is like the it's like judge and jury of wizards there's like a collection of instead of being like a jury of 12 it'll be like 20 of them that actually collectively make they judge but also make decisions it's like the supreme court but right. like on personal like in front of actual defendants and and then um who was uh plaintiffs pattinson was the fucking stud of He's in Who was his dad? His dad works for the ministry, Amos Diggory. Ministry of, I can't remember yeah. what he does, though. It's nothing too important. It's the Ministry of Magic, but he was... He was, works for the ministry. I can't remember how. You don't really, you don't really hear from them again after... Oh, book really? Four. <laughs> Just... I mean, there's in book five, there are remnants of his death that cause Harry problems and his girl he has a crush on problems because she was with Cedric. Fuck. Cedric Diggory. That's his name. Yeah, it wasn't like I choked. This Jane. is beyond where I went, but yeah, he was dating an Asian girl and yep. then ended up with a She's, younger Weasley. It's yeah, he ends up with Ginny. What's funny is um the I, the Asian looking girl, she the actress is Icelandic. Which I always found interesting. It was like well, that's interesting, like how well, how that happened, but but yeah, um Yeah, that's yeah, the diggeries don't play a big factor later on in any means. Um, but yeah, there's going back. There's a prophecy. Basically, basically Voldemort created his own worst enemy. If he had just left things alone and not followed the prophecy, but it's a prophecy, so it's kind of like, is it predestined? At what point do you? It's find like the chi- that's what I said. It's like the chicken and the egg. It's like, did he cause it? Or did the prophecy coming out, him knowing about it, cause it? When did the prophet? What book five, Order of the okay. Phoenix, is when so you learn about it. Four, but you don't learn yeah. about it to the very end of the book. Remember, I showed you that Ministry battle once on YouTube, where like Voldemort and Dumbledore are fighting. It's in that movie. Okay, that's the Order of the Phoenix, which is the one, the first one that I haven't seen. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's who directed that. I think David. I think David Yates directed the last three. David Yates. He did uh, the last four technically because there's four movies. Oh, another one. Sure. Um, let me see what else I got here. I mentioned Neville and the Prophecy. I mentioned the Quirrell Turban. Oh yeah. So the very end is a little different with Quirrell and Harry. So the Quirrell battle, in the movie, Harry touches him and causes him pain. In the book... Not the first time. Well, yeah. The first touch, and then he goes up against his face. But the book... In the book... Um, That's right, I did want... He can't actually touch Harry because of the protection. It has to do with love, which I know sounds lame, but it's... The protection his mom put on him protects him still. I don't know. It's it's complicated, I guess, but he's not he can't touch her or touch Harry. And that's where he starts blistering. He doesn't fall apart like that. In fact, Harry in the book, his scar is just like going crazy and he's getting touched and he's like he realizes he kinda like holds Quirrell's hand to his and then he they he passes out and wakes up in the hospital ring. He's alive. Quirrell? 
no Harry. Oh. And Dumbledore is there. He sees like his spectacles first, his half moon spectacles, and he's like, he thought he was dead, and he's like, like basically like Harry, you know, you're alive. I got, I got news. As soon as I headed to the ministry, I got news to head back or something, which is fucking wild because like they can apparate like disappear and sh- that's why hey remember in the movie um when harry's at the platform and he's like hagrid i don't know how to get onto the platform he looks over he's and hagrid's gone, gone. yeah because hagrid apparated it's he just disappeared and showed up somewhere else you can't apparate in or out of hogwarts so he has to apparate near there so he, he to go to london he literally could leave the village go to the village next door and apparate to london if he wanted so it's not like he was really gone that long well not it's not like he has to fucking take a train or riding drive. around on a fucking flying motorcycle or whatever the fuck that is what's funny that they mentioned in the first book which is funny rereading especially not funny but interesting is when hagrid meets dumbledore and mcgonagall with harry as a baby that's sirius black's motorbike and he even says it in the first chapter he's like i took young sirius black's motorbike he let me he let me take it wasn't he in jail no not yet because this is 1981. When oh, yeah, I, yeah, that's fair. So Sirius is also, he's Harry, he's James's age. He's 21 at the time. He is guilty for killing Peter Pettigrew because he knew Peter Pettigrew actually betrayed James and Lily. So right after that, he gets taken to jail for like murdering that, I mean, a street full of That's like muggles. the start of Azkaban, like him and that fucking news moving the gif newspaper but there's a scene in book three and it might be in the movie i haven't seen the movie in a while whether harry overhears this story and hagrid says like i lent him he lent me his bike i thought he just wanted to like he was trying to help which he really was but like they all think like he's a murderer but he's not so like the fact that's cool to like uh, actually yeah. reread azkaban and reread that and be like Wow, Sirius Black was mentioned in the first chapter of the first book, but you didn't catch it really, like, because you didn't know who Sirius Black was, you know? Uh, yeah. And there's yeah. stuff like that all over. Like, that's the great thing about the story is like, one of the hist- the history of magic, like in their book list, is written by Bathilda Bagshot. She plays a part in book seven, randomly. Actually, uh, that part's creepy. It reminds me. Do you remember? You saw both the It movies. Saw the first one. That's the second one. Do you remember the trailer with Chastain's in the house? And there's like that woman who's like dying kind of in front of her, like kind of fucking corpsey and shit. It that's what I'm saying where like book seven, I was like there was one of those movies could have been borderline R because it's fucking (laughs) reading that the first time was terrifying. Basically a, a woman is actually dead and turns into a snake, but it's like creepy as fuck, especially in the movie. You're like, oh my god, like they actually uh, did a great yeah, job. I... I think as we go on, like, especially by book like five, things will age better visually. Yeah, there were because I think the movies go this is 01, Chambers 02, Escaban's 04, Goblet's 05, Order's 07, Prince is nine, and then I think the last two were 10, 11. So they put them up pretty quick. Well, they had to. But I mean, once you get to once you get once you get to order, like it's pretty solid. I don't think I don't have any real complaints had, about like 
I I had I, I was either trolling Quidditch in this one. It's not that bad. I still enjoyed the movie. Like the troll, <laughs> the fucking the kids' reactions Quidditch. are pretty terrible. Yeah, the, the acting was the, rough. It gets was, better. You know what's weird too? I caught. I thought Petunia in the one scene with the she's a freak. Like she actually does a good job. The Dursleys as a whole though were terrible. Like the when they leave the hut, and Vernon's one. just like. Ooh, like kind of like they leave like in a really weird way and just like what the fuck were they doing here yeah fucking how big of a fucking i remember him going back and two two and then ron stealing his fucking yeah they take the car family. the flying car and then i don't remember much of the Dursleys in the next two. Book, Do they factor in? They're always more? in the beginning of the book and, and the movies for the most part. Book three, remember um, Vernon's sister, Aunt Marge. In fact, he mentions her very briefly in book in this movie. He goes, remember Harry gets the letter and he's looking at it before Dudley goes, oh, Harry's got a letter. You hear Vernon go, oh, Marge is ill, ate a funny whelk. That's his sister. That's that's a line from the book too. That's his aunt Marge. So Harry's aunt Marge, which is Vernon's not... sister. She's not magical. Okay. She's in book three, and she shows up, and she's a real bitch. And Harry kind of blows her up. Not blows her up. Uh, yeah, I he did inflates her. It's at fucking Dursley's birthday party or some yep. shit again. Yeah, and then book right. four. Do they? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think actually book four, they don't really use the Dursleys. They, they cut a... Because that book's long. That book jumps like 750 pages. So the Dursleys actually aren't in movie four. They're in book four, but... How heavy are they involved in the books? Like, does it They're always down? in the first few chapters because Harry always has to go has there to because go of the charm. Yeah. He has to go there. And Dumbledore, that's... As weird as it seems, all these years, like, just hearing that line in the book one and movie one where it's like, you know, like... These are the, this is where Harry has to be left. Like basically, it's because he made it that way. And in that note, he tells Petunia, and Petunia knows. That's the thing is, I already mentioned this kind of like with Petunia. I mentioned like her sister is a witch, Harry's mom. Yeah. You know she's a Muggle also, but she's like Hermione essentially. Born Muggle, just had the, became a witch, got recruited or whatever. Petunia secretly, the reason she's so cruel to him is because secretly she wanted that life. But presumably they you didn't learned, know about that life until... She knew. No, no, Petunia knew. How did she know before? Because she was a kid. She grew up with her sister. Right, but she didn't know. Oh, she... So she always knew. I mean, she was a little girl when she was 10 or 11. She wanted to go to the school because her sister went there. So her sister was older. I think a little bit. So she saw her sister go off and then and wanted then she to was follow. Not, and she didn't... wasn't invited. Oh, God. So the jealousy starts there, but she mentions uh, in one of the books, like, that nasty boy. They're talking about Azkaban. She knows what Azkaban the prison is. And Fernand's like, how do you know? I think it's an order. He's like, how do you know what it, what that is? And she's like, I heard that nasty boy telling her about it. You think it's James, Harry's dad, but it's actually Snape who is best friends with Lily. They grew so, up together. And in fact, you learn in book seven that she actually 
wrote letters to Dumbledore pleading to come to the school. Like, I want to come. And he said no. <laughs> so, like, deep down, the reason she hates Harry is because she's, she never, she's jealous. She never yeah, got to experience it. Yeah. And in fact, in book seven. And so her husband is just fucking following her lead, essentially. Kind of. I don't know if he knows that deep about her. I think he, I think he knows her. He obviously knows her sister was a witch, but I don't think he knows that Petunia secretly wants to be that. And that's the beauty of her character. Her character is actually really interesting. I'd love to like know more about her character because, like, she's. In fact, at the end, in book seven, when Harry is about to turn 17, the protect, he becomes an adult. They have to move him because Voldemort's already growing stronger. Right. And they move the Dursleys to protect them because, like, they could be tortured by his people. So they move them to a special place. And Petunia, before she leaves, looks back at him like she, and Harry's like, it looked like she wanted to say something, but she held off. And Rowling later on is said, this the books or the movies? In the books. Okay. Later on, Rowling said like she almost wanted to say good luck, Harry, but she didn't because there was too much pain there. Like so, she is weirdly like it's just a jealousy. She wanted to be the thing that she hates, like right? But she hates it because she couldn't be. Because yeah, that's it's kind of it's it's. She's an interesting character. Like in the movie, tell, she's I not. I didn't in realize she had that much play. She doesn't. In book five, there's a part where Harry. Something happens in the, of the movie where there's, the ministry gets involved because there's magic at their house, and he's getting in trouble possibly for it. I, and somebody says something about like I could end up in Azkaban, and Dumbledore's and Dursley at Vernon's like, "What's Azkaban?" and Petunia of all people answers that's the wizard prison and Harry is shocked as anybody in fact we're as readers is like wait what she knows what the fucking Azkaban is right and that's when she says I've heard it from that I heard it from her with that nasty boy and you've at the time that's when you find that's why you know she plotted everything because like she's not talking about James Potter she's talking about Severus Snape they grew up together so then at that point do you still assume that Snape is a villain or you always wonder and then at the very end of six when Dumbledore falls it's clear Snape is bad but there's a reason he's not because of it's it's wonderful it's 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 the perfect like it's if they had just had it where like oh yeah Snape was always bad it would actually not be as good of a story but because of why and like how I have, I have you're kind of like holy shit. I have an idea of what happens at the end, but well, Dumbledore in book six, Dumbledore tried destroying before we know what Horcruxes are. Dumbledore destroys one, and his hand is like blackened. It's fucking like cursed, and he meets with Snape, who's good with curses and stuff like that. He potions to men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know this till very late in seven, even though this happens in six. But it all plays, it all connects. Uh, Snape basically tells him, I, I can't fix this. Like, And they realize he only has about a year to live. So, while Voldemort has Draco Malfoy, of all people, trying to kill Dumbledore throughout the year, 
Snape does what's called an unbreakable vow. You see it in the chapters. This is a chapter called uh, Spinner's End, which Draco's mom and Bellatrix Lestrange, her sister, show up at Mel- at Draco at Snape's house and are basically like, you need to help us. Like, like Bellatrix is like kind of, she doesn't trust Snape. She thinks he's working for Dumbledore. Right. So she's actually right, essentially. And Narcissa Malfoy is like, you need to help my son. You know, he's up to this task. And he's like, I already know. You shouldn't talk about what the Dark Lord wants. But he's like, but I happen to know about the task because I'm in with the Dark Lord. He's, the reason he can. He's placating. The reason he can well, play. He looks. The reason funny. he can play both parts is because, well, you, you don't know about this yet. But in book five, there's a thing called. Um, it's like mind reading. It's like called occlumency. So Voldemort, if he didn't trust you, he could just get into your mind. And Snape's so good at blocking that, that like he can actually... Basically by book seven, you know, book six, you know he's playing one side or the other. And you know what side he's playing? You don't know what side he's playing, but you know he's either he's either fooling Voldemort or Dumbledore, which are two of the like, top five wizards of all time. So you know he's talented. Like, he's an all-timer himself. Um, So anyways, he makes what's called an unbreakable vow, which means he promises to do what Draco can't. You don't know at the time what Draco's trying to do, but he he tells them, I will help Draco, and if he can't do it, I'll do it. And the unbreakable vow, when Harry tells, he finds out somehow that they made an unbreakable vow. I can't remember how. I think he overhears a conversation or something, but... When he tells Ron, Ron's like, the unbreakable vow, you're sure? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, that means if he can't, if Draco can't do it, if Snape doesn't fulfill the promise, he'll die. I don't know how you die. You just die. Like, you you basically, like. So. So he has to do it. But the reason he does it is because he knows him and Dumbledore made an agreement on the side. Because Dumbledore was already dying. I knew there was a fucking. Because Dumbledore was already dying. Backdoor deal. He kills on. Dumbledore, but it's really out because he basically gives up his entire reputation and be fully appears to be dark. That's why he's the most courageous, because he, he gave up everything to protect Harry, even though he hates Harry. He, he, yeah, he... But he doesn't hate he doesn't hate Harry, he hates James. And he Which, loves the mother. And I know that sounds some people might complain, like, how do you love someone that like if if that was your here's the thing if you loved somebody and you helped by mistake cause their death it would torment you forever so like yeah but like i don't know like i don't does treating him like an asshole make you feel better or like he's what? just he is an asshole he's that's the I thing mean, it's, it's just that's part of it it's, it's not at least the, in this one He's an asshole, but he's also one of the more brilliant wizards in their entire universe. Like, he's super smart. He's is super there, skilled. Is there a hierarchy? Like, is I uh, mean, there is the Ministry of Magic, which has the Minister of Magic, but that's all politics. Like, Dumbledore is smart enough to have been the Minister do of they, Magic. Do they go through, like... There is some Dumbledore history in Book 7. Is there a bunch of backstory between... Uh, Voldemort and the Potters. 
Not specifically. He he, he just, only chooses. I mean, I don't know if he actually. You don't actually. Death Eaters versus. You hear Everybody a little bit else. about like what happened because the Order of the Phoenix was a thing that existed back in the old days when he was at full power, when he was a person fully. So like Ron's mom, Molly Weasley, mm-hmm. her brothers died in the old effort. Like the Pruitts. Were, so they were so her, part her of maiden the Phoenix? Pruitt. Yeah, they were in the Order of the Phoenix. They died. James and Lily died. Like it's it's inter- there is a lot of backstory. I don't know does, all of it. Does but... the backstory follow through the movies? Or not as much. Well, yeah, you don't have Half Blood Print is the most because you need the memories and you need the Horcrux clues and the information. That that's my favorite book. That's that book's awesome. Do they feed <laughs> like is there shit from this movie? Sorcerer's Stone that feeds into the last um... one? Or the last couple? I think I wrote like I did write um like the uni- the unicorn blood line where it's like a half life a half cursed life that's a kind of a horcrux foreshadowing without knowing it at the time. Okay. But um some of the books seem to mirror each other like 2 and 6 are really connected weirdly. So do you remember you mentioned you might have asked me earlier and I said I would get back to it is the diary. In book two, yeah, that that's I a, need to rewatch the movie. That's a Horcrux. That I think is where I was going with that because they don't know it at the time, and nobody knows. Right. But Vol- but Dumbledore tells him in book six when they find out. He goes, "I suspected at the time that this was when you told me what you saw come out of the diary. This person, this young Tom Riddle, I knew what it meant." Essentially, is basically he had murdered somebody. I don't know. All seven aren't really linked to. I mean, some are linked to certain murders, but some you don't know for certain. But there's this diary which held his 15 or 16 year old self in it was created by murdering somebody. Like, so when Harry stabs it with a basilisk fang and it. You know, shrieks and all the light comes yeah, out, when, which is really cheesy too because it's two thousand two. That one's the worst movie. Most um, definitely, it. That's a Horcrux. You just don't know what the. T- so actually, you already heading it, into you, book six, Harry's already destroyed one without knowing he destroyed it. And six is when the Horcruxes get introduced. Yep. Which I don't understand, but that brings me back to this movie when he kills. Quirrell. Yep. And Voldemort like Comes passes out. through him. What what is that? I think that was kind of cinematic. That was nothing I don't remember to do that. with the books? I, no. Because um in the book he he's holding on him and Quir- he's holding on a Quirrell's hand. Who's holding oh, on he his, touched his face. Well, well in, the in, movie, in the movie he In the book I think he face. has he he like let's say he has his wrist like this and he kinda grabs him to hold because he realizes he can't touch him, so he keeps holding on to him. So he kinda does hold on to him. He passes out. And the next thing he knows he's in the hospital wing. So he So you don't Quirrell does books, die, but you don't you don't you see don't. exactly what happened to Voldemort. But Quirrell's not a horcrux and he's just a body he's just a he's just a capsule for his floating soul i don't know it's kind of hard to describe 
So that, I mean, he met Quirrell. According to the books, he meets Quirrell in the they, forest of that, Albania. That's an interesting question. Did where where did that symbiotic fucking he relationship He met him come? sometime this summer when Harry was about to start school. Quirrell was on travels. Him? Yes, basically. Quirrell's not like I don't think Quirrell was like a bad or dark wizard heading into that. I think he probably. Even in his state he was in, he still is able to possess people and make them do his bidding. So I don't. So he wasn't a physical being. He was. Nope. He kind of just. Just came across him and. He doesn't become a physical being till book four, which is a goblet. Is, do in they book gi- two, do he... they give an explanation as to how Voldemort and Quirrell Meet? came to be? It just says during his travels, he was doing research in the forests of Albania and comes across him. And when he, I'm sure when Voldemort realized this is a Hogwarts teacher, he was intrigued because he loves Hogwarts is like him and Harry and Snape have all three have very weird similarities. They're all half blood. They all have fathers or not. I guess. No, that's not true. Riddle has a father that abandoned him. Snape has a father who is a muggle. And Harry's father dies. So they're all like fatherless men. Um, Two of them are Slytherin, though Harry... Harry could have potentially... That's the other thing is, Harry, the reason he can speak the snake stuff is because... Of the curse that when he cursed part of his part of him rebounded into Harry a little bit. And that comes back in the second one where he's talking to the fucking. Yeah, that's where it kind of like mentions is like that's why he can talk to snakes is because Salazar snakes because Tom Riddle Voldemort is a descendant of Salazar Slytherin. Who was also not a good dude. (laughs) And like I said, it doesn't mean every Gryffindor is a good wizard oh, or a of good course. person. And or... not every Slytherin's a bad one. But but a lot of not <laughs> a lot I don't want to say a lot of some of them are. You know. Yeah, I I get it. Penny, is there anything else here? Oh, I did write down JK Rowling created gifts. <laughs> the moving <laughs> photographs. I like, guess kind of funny to think about. Um, what were the fucking, I mean, the jelly beans, what were the fucking actual jelly beans? What were those fucking called? Birdie bots, every flavor beans. No, the actual like jelly bellies. What the fuck were those called? Oh, like the ones you could buy. Actually? Yeah. That would taste like dog. Oh shit. yeah. I what think were those fucking called. They're probably jelly belly. I can't remember. In the sh- in the books and stuff, they're birdie bots. That's what they're right. called. Right, but I mean, they don't have fucking earwax. Yeah, but like, you you get like a popcorn was like the. I like that. I like that's the exact line too. Is who he goes. I had a vomit vivid once as a child, and alas, earwax. All right, yeah, I'll have a nice toffee flavor. Which were- that's the thing is, I like. I mentioned you earlier when we were watching is like. 
I don't think Richard Harris would have been as good later in the series as like a stronger Voldemort or not Voldemort, uh, Dumbledore. But he plays a very that was there, nice old. That's a good casting. I remember reading. He just died. He was seventy-two. From oh, yeah, uh, I never told you. Dude. I never told you. I think he was seventy-two. Goblet, when Harry's name gets pulled out, that's he goes fucking apeshit on him. In the and book, that is not how it. In happens the book, in the it book. says Dumbledore. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire, Harry? Dumbledore asked kindly, is what it says in That's the book. That's not how it In the movie, it's like, did you put your name in the goblet? He's <laughs> yeah, like he's, choking him, basically. Yeah, like, he's, it's a big internet joke with Harry Potter people. I like, that That's probably why. Which is why a lot of people don't like Michael. I actually like Michael Gammon I, as him. But I know like that binge mode I listen to, they make fun of him all the time. Like I think he's fine. I like him. I mean, as he's as, in Wes Anderson movies, he's in Life, he's in Life Aquatic, he's in Grand Budapest, he's in a bunch of he, stuff. He's great, but they just changed the character. I don't, I, not him. No, I think the writers. Yeah, fucking made well, it more even, aggressive. Um, I just feel like, yeah, it's just it's two completely different actors. Most definitely, Gambin was. I mean, Richard Harris was already seventy when the first one came out. Gambin's probably in his late seventies now, but they haven't made a movie in ten years. So like he was probably only in his early sixties when the first one came out. Not to mention fucking Harris couldn't have done that at that point. Yeah, if by eleven he would have been about eighty. Yeah. Eighty one, yeah, somewhere in there. And with his um Drinking and I think he had some drug issues too. Actually, with him and Peter O'Toole were partying <laughs> Party real hard. hard in the sixties and seventies. <laughs> no doubt. Because my mom, she always swore like, because I remember she had never even read them, but she had heard. She's like, "Oh, I love Richard Harris. Like, he's an unforgiven." That's what got her into fucking. No, I got her. I got her no. to read them finally. Uh, unforgiven. He's an unforgiven too. With Clint Eastwood, he plays one of the bad guys. I know Gene Hackman's the bad, bad guy. Right. He's a I, yeah, whatever I, Bill. I he's he's not, yeah, he's not a good dude. I remember that. But even then, he's probably 60-ish. That's 92, I think. 92. Only three years away from that. That's a good year, actually. <laughs> Glenn Gary going, going lost. That's one of my favorite movies. 95 to 90 is... Pretty good. Every single good one of them is fucking... Good year, for sure. Um, I think what else I can say. There was one other thing I saw in here that I was gonna say. That, oh, I did mention this during the movie. I think. Do you remember the Quidditch match? Harry's first match. He falls and he swallows the snitch. Yes. Standing on the fucking six movies, six books later, that actually plays a part. Weirdly. So, oh, that's what I wrote is, I didn't know if you knew that about Dumbledore. So Dumbledore has a will after he dies. So we already know, which was a clue I didn't catch at the time, because Harry, Hermione, and Ron are all in his will. This is in book. You don't find that out until later. This is in book seven. So he dies in book six. In book seven, the beginning, early on, he leaves them a will. Or they're in his will, among other people, obviously. 
and they give him gives them each items. Well, he gives Harry the snitch he caught. Well, snitch have snitches have flesh memories, and the Minister of Magic at the time is like wanting to know why, because Harry and them don't confide. Like Dumbledore tells him not to tell anybody, not McGonagall, not anybody, what they're doing. The Horcrux hunt. One there, okay. Just in case, because basically, if they tell people, Voldemort's people could capture that person and torture them for information. So it's like, well, we're just going to like keep it to ourselves. It's like three people know. Even Ginny, even Mrs. Weasley, all those people. Nobody knows officially what they're doing. Right. Even if they can suspect. So in the will, they each get items. Harry gets the snitch that he first caught in his first match. And the Mr. Magic at the time says... Well, they have flesh memory, so they'll show, like, there's a message probably in the snitch. So he touches it with his hand. It doesn't show up. And later on at the burrow when he leaves, they're like, what was up with that snitch stuff? And Harry says, like, you forget I didn't catch the first snitch with my hand. I caught it. I, it was in my mouth. So he, he puts it in his mouth and it tells him the message of what he needs to know. Like, But you also said he didn't catch it but that Dumbledore same knows way. It. Yeah, he caught it. He swallowed. No, he does. No, no. In the when we're watching the movie, yeah. he doesn't stand on the broom. Right. That's what I meant. Sorry. He does swallow it. He does or not swallow it, but he does. It does come into his. So mouth. how how does he catch it and like he just literally is on his broom and swallows it? Something happens. Yeah, he does kind of tumble. He does. He does like a steep like kind of like in the movie. He does a steep like oh shit. Steps and he kinda, on the back. He fucks up and up. spins and swallows it. So it is the same thing, but what I meant is he doesn't stand on the broom going like they just that was just cinematic. But no, it does weirdly that plays an importance six books later where it's like and that's actually really it's one of the, one of the three hallows, the Deathly Hallows is in that fucking thing. That it's fucking wild. Like everything connects. Out. Everything like the fact that she thought maybe she didn't think of that at the exact moment. I mean, but I'm telling you, dude. If you ever read these, they're worth reading. Like they're, they're not hard. I yeah, I get that. I, if you read for 20 minutes a day, even you'd get through all of them in like a few months. I would probably finish them. I mean, I'm already four movies deep. I'd rather finish the movies and then go back and read the yeah, books. Yeah, they're fun. They're. Way. There, I mean, there are some kiddish stuff, and there's some teen romance, which reminds you of Twilight sometimes a little bit, but it's before Twilight. It's not that heavy. No, it's not that heavy. Uh, we, we've not, done Twilight. There's no teen pregnancies <laughs> and werewolf cubs and shit. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just... It's, no, I, it's one of the... It's my favorite fantasy story. Better. I mean, I love Lord of the Rings. I love Star Wars. I just love this more. It's always gonna. I get it, dude. Like it's you grew up with. Them. Like I've considered that's, getting that's like Harry Potter themed tattoos before, and I'm like, I don't know if I can pull the trigger, man. Like settle down. <laughs> not like words or anything crazy or any you fucking get faces the, or something. Don't get the fucking Death Eater bullshit. No, I wouldn't get that's, that. That's I'm overdone. What Death What Eater. would you do? The Hallows right has now. been done too much. That's the one with like the triangle and the circle. Um, 
I might get like I wouldn't really do this, but like if I were to get something, I do love a couple quotes. I hate I don't like the idea of getting writing like words on my body, but like you can get the Latin the fucking. I do love in the movie because it spawns many gifts of like, it's not Leviosa, it's Leviosa. <laughs> you know, like, I love, um, there's a line late in book seven. I don't want to spoil that for you, but there's a line of Harry. So asked, you would get a quote. Harry asked Dumbledore, even though Dumbledore's not alive, it's, it's, it's at a like crossing it's like a of forest the, ghost it's fucking thing. Kind of not. It's not like that quite. It's the more like there's a. I don't want to spoil it for you. There's. I'm trying to be careful. There's like a crossing of life threshold kind of shit where Harry sees Dumbledore, and Dumbledore is giving him some advice, and he says, "You know, basically, is this real?" Or is this happening in my head? And uh, he says something. I think the line is, of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. But why on earth would that mean it's not real? Like, I don't know. Like, it's something like that. It's, it's like one of the greatest lines of the story. There's a, there's a lot of good lines. There's a lot of good lines. But would that be what you would? It would be yeah. up there. Otherwise, I, mean, I might get like. A lot of people get this too, like the Marauders fucking... map, where it's like mischief managed, or like because we'll that's the... how you close the map. I get the Gryffindor fucking seal on your back. No, I mean, I thought about getting like a tattoo because I'd like to get more, like a half arm of things I that I want that are actually like somewhat serious. And the other half being my my other arm being like just fan stuff, whether it's music or movies or whatever, just like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I I get that for sure. I mean, that's a lot of money, but um, yeah. What's I, there's a line I'd have to find the exact line, but it's something along those lines. Oh, sorry, my phone. It's Trev's <laughs> extra phone. Jesus Christ. But like, yeah, like, of course it's course it's in your head harry but why does that mean it's not real or something it's something like really cool like that um god we've been going for almost two hours see i told you we'd fucking be able to talk for a while about this i like i said i've always liked these movies the ones that i saw and didn't read a book but like these movies are mostly about like our choices or loyalty, friendship, bravery, love. I mean, that... and that the other people don't have. I mean, like in Voldemort's case, like he doesn't have. He has choices, but he doesn't have like loyalty. The or love. story in and of itself is pretty stereotypical. It's the world building around it. Yeah. Like Harry is the hero. Voldemort is the villain. You've got. Uh, Snape, who is the fucking red herring, essentially. It's just, it's yeah, a basic story. The full quote is, sorry to go back. No. Of course it is happening inside your head, Harry. But why on earth should that mean that it is not real? At this point, Dumbledore is dead. He's talking to like a 
I guess he's sort a force of, ghost. Sort of, <laughs> sort of, because Harry is in a weird spot himself. Spoiler. Um, it's one of my favorite lines. Like it's, just, it always stuck with me, and it's of course really famous too, like amongst Harry Potter fans. But at the time I read it the first time, I was like, that line is amazing. Like, because it seems like an insane thing to be like, is this real? Like. Because anybody would be like, is this real? I I enjoyed every single one I saw. Yeah. I'd like to get, if I was to get a Harry Potter, I'd like to get more of a unique one where it's just like something super random. I don't even know what that'd be, though. Like, there's fucking Devil's Frog. Or some shit. <laughs> Just get yeah. that on your yeah. forehead. Oh, what's Trevor? What's his name Trevor? My forehead. <laughs> I, got, I I like the movies. You see a lot of mischief managed and a lot of like this wand with the stars, a lot of Deathly Death Hallows. And... Deathly Hallows logo, which doesn't really apply to us because you don't even know what the Deathly Hallows are until seven, like midway through. It's the one where it's like, you see, like, a wand shape and a triangle and, like, a circle around it. Uh, yeah. That's what I've that is. There are three things. It's the wand, the cloak, and the stone. Though I won't really... You won't know what those mean, really, until later. Supposedly, if you have to, if you have all three, you master every... Like, you're the master. And that's what Voldemort goes after. And while Harry, Hermione, and Ron go after those horcruxes to destroy him before he gets them. So seven's basically a race. They're not even in book. Mad Max. Fury here's the thing: in book seven, they're not even in school. And school is like destroyed or some shit. There's a battle at the school at the very end, which they're involved in. But Harry, Hermione, and Ron do not come back for their final year of school. They're there. They go with him to do this shit. That being which said. was wild at the time because I was like. Wait, were they not in school in book seven? What? Wasn't the seven. original book called Philosopher's Stone? Yeah, I think another thing was like Flamel was stuff. Was that just that, British? It's British and European stuff. I think it's based on something that sounds... I think they made... I, I think that in America they were worried Scholastic was worried it was going to sound too like who's going to want to learn about a philosopher <laughs> stuff they thought it'd sound too like off-putting who wants to listen to Nietzsche for God's sake Don't you? yeah exactly <laughs> for sure so I think that's kind of like they changed it doesn't really make a difference I guess but yeah. fucking sorcerers philosophers but the other six I think are the same and in fact, I still own all seven original. I will never sell those. I will never get rid of those. Those are my f- hardcover or softcover. I have three through seven in hardcover. One and two are in paperback, but one one has fallen apart. Like I've even lost a couple pages. Where it's like, oh shit! Because you've read it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm 33. I've been reading those since I was 12. That's wild. Even though I haven't read them in a few years, I probably read one and two at least. I've probably read one 20, 25 times. 
I've only read seven, maybe five times. It's every time I, I never get bored. Like it's it's not boring to me. Like, I like I said, I like Lord of the Rings. Enjoy. I love Lord of the Rings. Sorry, Justin. Like there's too much elfish elvish language and like it's not it's good it's great it's just i can't reread them like i've never read fucking lord of the rings but the clerks 2 fucking synopsis see i've never i've never seen clerks 2 remember we did this in 06 whenever they came out how did you not watch that in 06 I was in like, high school. I didn't remember it coming like, out. I didn't well, even see Clerks. I didn't even see Clerks till like 2012. We did 06. I know. I just didn't. I didn't watch it. It's there's only one return, and it's not of the king. It's of the Jedi. Like that's funny. That, yeah, that's a whole another conversation. But I I. I could talk about this shit because I have questions and fucking. Oh yeah, shit. we're already at two hours. So. Yeah. So there will be. That's the thing is things connect so much that like we'll have we'll be able to like already answered some of the questions maybe. Probably, but I mean, Travis is get back till Sunday, so we could do fucking Chamber of Secrets we Saturday. Could do a, yeah, we could do a, another night. I, Even if I have a day off during the week or something, or I'm out early one day. Yeah, I, I enjoy talking. I, I have no background in any of this, but I enjoy talking. Chamber, about it. Chamber's the worst movie and book. It's not bad. The book is still like to me. I hate to say the word masterpiece, but it's still like it's still wonderful to me. Where I don't like have any issues with the book. The movie. I remember the movie. Like the last twenty minutes, I'm like. This is fucking ridiculous. Like, there's too much celebrating. Hagrid comes back and is like, it's too, like, lovey-dovey at the end where it's like, come on. It's too convenient also. Yeah. Fucking. It's, it's, it'd be fun to re-see because it's been a while, but I remember being a little better visually, especially, like, the basketball fight and. Yeah. But they're still kids, so it's like, until they get to about Goblet. I remember. It getting I, again, I haven't. I've seen all of them and other shit, and they're good actors. Yeah, but I think Rupert were Grint has struck, a show on Netflix or something. It was on like I don't think it's a Netflix original. I think it's just on Netflix. It's like a British show, but he, he was in a movie that was decent. Fucking Emma Watson's gone on to do Beauty and, and the Beast and stuff. shit. Yeah. I like Beauty and the Beast. It was Perks of Being a Wallflower, The Bling Ring. Didn't didn't see either one of those. Perks is good. Yeah, Place in America, Colonia. Colonia. I never was saw it, but I know what it good. is. Uh, she's, she's in, in that movie with Tom Hanks too. Well, she's in the Aronofsky. She's in um the biblical one. Oh, she was in Noah. She's yeah, in Noah. That, that yeah. It's a good flick. I never saw it. It just looked over the top. Kind it of. was very over the top. But yeah, um, yeah, we can do we can do chamber either next Saturday or fuck. I, even I, if I, I have a time during the week, you know, I would like to continue this because that's why like I wanted. I, said, to I like I was all like, of I them. think you would actually enjoy the series. I like all the ones I saw, and just for whatever reason, never continued. 
Never read Another thing I'll mention like before we let go, because I know we're getting long. The book jackets are really cool. We actually look at them like, what does this mean? Like, it's just kind of cool to look at, like. Is it kind of like the Bond opening trailer or the opening fucking credits where it portrays what's going to happen in the movie? A teeny bit. I can show you. I'll, I'll pull a couple of them out here and after we're done just to show you kind of what they look like where it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Because like, the same lady did the artwork for every book. Mary Grandprey was her name. Well, was. I don't know if she's still alive. I shouldn't say was. I'm just <laughs> killing her before she's actually maybe dead. I'm assuming she's British. Yeah, Grand Prix. She might be French. Maybe. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Holy that was shit. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> Sorry I went so long, Tom. Uh, hey, don't apologize to me. I, I mean, imagine if Trav would have added probably not much to that. Not at all. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Can we go order food? Yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll continue this for sure. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more... Booze Booze and and bullshit. bullshit.